Welcome back to The Wish House. I'm Chris Spinner, but you already knew that. And you know what I'm doing. Drinking my iced coffee out of my mason jar. Somebody once said, today's good mood is sponsored by coffee. That's my everyday. I don't know what I'd do without him. And speaking of good moods, today we're going to talk about something called romanticizing your life. Doesn't that sound amazing? Romanticizing your life. I've been doing that since the beginning of the pandemic, since we began the great quarantine. And I got to tell you, it's worked for me. I'm going to tell you all about it today. See if it'll work for you too. You can incorporate it. You're going to love it. Who doesn't love a little romance? I know I do. So let's get started. Romanticizing your life with Chris Spinner. Sounds like a movie. <laughs> So what is this romance you speak of? Does it include a dreamy partner? Well, eventually it could, but nah. Like the phrase says, we're romanticizing your life. This is about falling in love with our life. And so it involves only you. So what does it mean to fall in love with your life? Well, the way I've come to understand it, it's a combination of self-care for mind, body, and soul. So it includes and incorporates goal-setting, action-taking, nourishing, mindfulness, and rest. And each day, we find ways to do this in small ways. Figuring out what you want, what you need, discovering your heart's desire, and then taking action to make that happen. And along the way, we're stopping to smell the roses by doing and loving what's important to you. And that could be anything. It's tailored to you. But these are mindful moments. It's not like telling your kids to hit the trail while you watch the next episode of your series. That's not sexy. That's not romantic. No, it's making time for your beautiful bath with a luxurious bath bomb. Or it's taking time to have a cup of tea in your garden. Or it's adding things to your already scheduled programming like lighting candles when the family sits down to dinner or choosing a classical music station while you meal prep. It's setting a goal for something that nourishes your soul like that painting class or putting five minutes in a day for some yoga poses, learning a new language, suggesting a family nature walk after dinner. It's treating yourself like you're dating yourself. It's giving yourself the care that you would give a loved one because often, so often, we don't see ourselves as a loved one. It's simply adding the sprinkles to the top of your life. I mean, let's face it. What is an ice cream sundae without the rainbow sprinkles on the top? And that's what we're doing. We're adding the rainbow sprinkles. And by adding the rainbow sprinkles, we're going to find ourselves looking forward to the Sunday of our lives every day. I've become like the queen of metaphors. 
like the queen of analogies. But it works for me. And sprinkles is such a fun word. So why, when, and how did I consciously start to romanticize my life? Well, my life hasn't been one with a hell of a lot of time for romanticizing. I raised my autistic son as a single mom while holding down a full-time teaching career. I taught music, choral, theater, lots of extra time on task, and for a good amount of Anthony's childhood, a part-time job, which cut into weekends. Now add on to that Anthony's extracurricular, which was so important for his development, and me trying to cut a portion of that large pie into some personal me time, which was rare. There was a ton of rearranging in my life to make things work, and romanticizing didn't find its way in. But when I look back now, I guess I was doing some of that without even knowing it, which could be the case for you as well. Anthony and I did have a ritual that we did for years. I actually took it from a kid songs video, my favorite one. It's called Good Night, Sleep Tight. And I can still seriously watch it in its entirety today. And as I'm saying this, I just realized it's because there's a lot of romanticizing in that video. Anyway, there's a dinner scene and the mom lights candles and the music playing is Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Our House. And it seemed so peaceful and inviting. And the dinner scene was kind of at twilight. It wasn't too bright out. So each night for dinner, I did that. I lit a candle or two and we played instrumental music while I was putting things out on the table and while we ate. And I had specific CDs. They were all instrumental. They were CDs I picked up at Target, which had a music line in conjunction with Hallmark. So there was acoustic guitar, and there was one CD, pretty easy listening, called Candlelight Shadows, a little David Lands. And that little ritual became a staple in our dinner time for many years. And we still talk about it to this day. And now that I'm thinking about it, I got to bring that back the next time Anthony's here for dinner. We also had a fireplace, the instant romanticizer. And I learned to make a really good fire with logs and kindling and newspaper. Yep. My friend Angelo told me newspaper is the key. And it was. And I lit that fire very often in the winter. And Anthony and I would sit on the couch with our little cozy throws. And we would put the music station on the TV, the music choice station. Usually it was soft rock. But after Thanksgiving, it was sounds of the season. And sometimes we'd have hot chocolate. Or sometimes we'd look at books. Or sometimes we'd just kind of lay there on the couch and look at the fire. Romanticizing without knowing I was romanticizing. But even as I'm talking about it, I get that rush of calmness and I feel the specialness in telling these stories. So see, it was in there. There was the conscious effort to make something just a little more special. I saw this TikTok video the other day about a mom who pretends that dinner time is a fancy restaurant. And as she's pouring the water or as she's putting the food on the plate, she's announcing what it is. And it was really cute and the kids were laughing. But again, it's decorating your life. It's pumping up the joy in these mindful moments. For me personally, I started concentrating on making a conscious effort to do these kind of things for myself, 
during the quarantine. You know, prior to the quarantine, my life was a treadmill. And I'm not complaining. I loved it. Surrounded by tons of kids, tons of people, my job, my music. I had a huge social life, spending my weekends and my vacations up here at the Wish House, which at that point was about an hour and a half from where I was living, spending incredibly great quality time with my son, being involved in his program, advocating for him, loved everything that was swirling around in my life, exhausted most of the time, but a happy exhausted. And that's why there's coffee. I ended my teaching career in June of 19, and the world was my oyster. I had all of these wonderful plans to continue on the treadmill. At that point, the only thing that was slowing me down was the impending knee operations I needed. I totally waited too long to do that, but I scheduled them for 2020. So my plan was treadmill, 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 operation, treadmill, treadmill, operation, and then full speed ahead to the new life I was creating for myself. But instead, I got treadmill, 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 operation, pandemic, quarantine, lockdown. We all knew what that felt like. Lots of time alone, lots of time to reflect, and lots of time to maybe excavate and learn some lessons, which I did, which is a whole other podcast or two or three. But today we're talking about what led me to the self-care romanticizing journey. So I'm sticking with that. I've never been good with lots of time to myself, but here I was faced with lots of time for myself. And so after reading and scrolling through social media and seeing things on the television and hearing about this self-care concept, for the first time in my then 61 years of life, I gave myself permission to take care of myself to romanticize my life, to make special the small moments that would carry me to the next day. I started with candles, seems to be a theme. I started lighting one or two on my coffee table during the late afternoon, my favorite time of the day. And they stayed into the evening. Sometimes I'd put them out when I was doing my live from the Wish House broadcasts, But then I would relight them when I would take my place at the couch to watch a show or read a book. And I got really into it. I started ordering naturally produced candles and became aware of certain scents that I liked in my home. And it developed into something that I looked forward to every day. And not to be repetitive, but it felt romantic in a general sort of way. It reflected on me. I felt pretty. I think I felt spiritual. There is something spiritual about taking care of yourself, about doting on yourself, about giving yourself those mindful moments during the day. Here are some other things I incorporated into my life during that time. I ordered myself a glass clear tea set and began drinking tea every day at three or four in the afternoon. And I ordered different teas, all different kinds of flavors, things that I had never tried before. And I had a different one each day. I ordered a set of crystal sound bath bowls. They're really expensive. But it was the pandemic and I was alone. But I freaking love them. But I read up on them and I would use one each day before I drank my tea to 
focus on my chakras and something that I wanted to work on. Just a minute of meditation, clearing blocks, opening my mind, feeling romanticized, having morning coffee in bed with my twinkle lights on and my shades open so I can see outside. And yes, there's birds and squirrels. One day I saw a giant woodpecker. And when I wasn't looking outside, I was able to see the new pretty artwork that I had ordered. I follow two artists on Instagram whose work is very feminine. And I was able to put a vibe in my space that celebrated things that I haven't given myself the chance to celebrate through the years. My motherhood, my sensuality, my being a woman, my creativity. See, these are simple things, but they all add up. They're sprinkles on every day. I also began journaling during the pandemic, something I had rarely given myself the opportunity to do in prior years. There is something about taking your pen and putting it to paper and writing down the thoughts, the things, the goals, the ideas, the everything in your mind. It's not been a practice that has come easy to me because quite frankly, I don't like to write. I do my best work at the computer. Sometimes I do it on the laptop, but I kind of force myself to develop the practice of the pen to the paper because I bought myself a pretty notebook. And again, it feels romantic. Now, as for the goal setting and action taking portion of romanticizing your life, that doesn't mean writing out the list of things that you need to do in the day. It means focusing on your heart's desire and showing up for yourself and doing that. Example, you're working your day job, but your real love is music. You play a little guitar. You want to get better. You love to sing. Your dream is to have a gig in a little coffee house. So you don't neglect that. You set mindful moment goals. Seven days in a week. I'm going to set time to practice three days in the week. And the next thing you know, it's four days in the week. And the next thing you know, you're buying yourself an amp and a microphone. And the next thing you know, you're putting together a set list. And a year later, you're taking your bow in the coffee bar after your entertaining set of songs. Mindful moments. Baby steps. It's the small things. Isn't that really what romance is about? Like, think about it. Don't you love when your significant other comes home with one rose? Don't you love when your child comes home with just one picture that has I love you mom scrawled in crayon? Don't you just love when you're sitting outside having a cup of coffee and a really pretty cardinal lands on a branch in front of you and it only rests for 20 seconds, but that feeling is huge, yet it was only a simple thing. Laura Ingalls Wilder said, it is the sweet, simple things in life, which are the real ones after all. Make sure you're sprinkling your life with some real ones every day. There's a saying, create the life you want to live. So start doing that. Date yourself. Treat yourself. Give yourself some love. You're so worth it. Grab that container of sprinkles and let's start sprinkling. Not only is it a total mood booster, but it starts making you think very highly of yourself. And that puts you in another vibration. And you start attracting what's really authentically right for you. 
You know what I'm going to attract right now? Some more ice for my coffee. And what the hell? A little dollop of whipped cream and a little bit of rainbow sprinkle? Seems fitting. See you next time.